Everyone knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. 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 This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts, Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And welcome once again, everyone, Big Dave and Joe, for another show here from South Florida on Poker Action Line as we talk about the latest in the world of poker and a lot of things happening and a lot of things getting back to normal. Uh, last week, we talked a good bit about Las Vegas, of course, uh, the hub of uh, most uh, you know, gambling pursuits in this country. And uh, uh, I know that uh, you know we don't want to spend too much time on it, but the things have happened in the last week, so I want to start there. Uh, because there's changes of things coming back to normal. Uh, Joe, you have not had plexiglass dividers in your room, uh, but you have required a mask. So uh, that those things are pretty much the same as they have been for you, but those kind of things are changing out in Las Vegas. Oh, absolutely. The, it looks like Las Vegas is going to be back to normal by around June 1st, from what I'm understanding. Right. Uh, right now, most of the poker rooms in Las Vegas are removing the plexiglass dividers that they had up. Uh, that's a pretty huge step uh, if they made that, that uh, assertion that, that that was necessary to keep their players safe. Uh, but because uh, the CDC has announced uh, that vaccinated uh, individuals no longer have to mer- wear a mask or social distance, uh, these are the positive signs and they have taken it to take down there are plexiglass dividers in several of the rooms. Uh, uh, Win was one of the first one, uh, and Encore uh, coming from them. We saw that. Bellagio has taken theirs down. Uh, the only ones still have them up right now, from what I can tell, is the Venetian, the Golden Nugget, and Orleans. Yeah, well, like I said, those things are going to be coming down. Uh, be honest with you, I, I, they may be coming down here too, Dave. You know, like places like Hialeah that have them up. We don't have them. Magic City doesn't have them. I know Calder does. Hialeah, I'm not quite sure. Um, and Broward, who has them. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I believe they'll be down, if not by June 1st, not too long after that. And my guess is masks are going to go follow the same same yeah. suit. Yeah, I'll get to masks in just a second, but uh, the dividers, what is your outlook personally, since you're, you're probably happy not to have them up in your room, but, uh, you know, a lot of people swear by it. A lot of people will go to a room because they have the dividers. What is you seen as, as a player reaction? Do the people absolutely hate it? Do the, I'm sure the dealers hate it. Well, to be honest with you, they since they don't have them in my room, I haven't heard the commentaries because the people who come to my room go there because of the promotion. So, right. you know, wherever the bear better and bigger promotion is, that's where they go. And if that's what they got to deal with, that's what they deal with. I believe that we've come to a point, you know, point in time here that they've gotten accustomed to it. And, right. um, the biggest complaint that I'm hearing, is not so much for the machines is that we expand to at least eight players on the table. That's what they want, and that's what that's what I'm hearing here. And the other and the other complaint is the mask. Okay, that's you know that's all I hear. I you know I haven't heard a peep about the shields up you know uh, in Hialeah because 
Calder really doesn't have a card room. I mean, they're they're right now they're working with a uh, with the DP. They don't have a poker room per se yet. They're about to, but um, so no one's really complaining. Oh, I got to sit there with the divider. I would imagine maybe you know when this first started, it could have been, but people were so happy just to get out and play. Um, I don't see it being an issue anymore, Big Dave. Uh, to right. be honest with you, because you got down here, you got Publix, Walmart, you know, Target, a bunch of a bunch of big retailers that are you know doing away where um, you know if you're if you've been uh, fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. My 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 uh, burning question is, how do you know? Are you going to stop everybody and ask them if they've been fully vaccinated? And 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 the and the that conversation took on a funny turn at my at my uh, room yesterday where people were saying, "Oh, they're already selling cards to people online." Oh man, that tell, that tell people that you're fully vaccinated. So, how how good is that going to be? You know, even if someone has to produce uh, proof that they've been vaccinated. So yeah, and down here in Florida, they, uh, they you really can't go to that extent anyway to ask anybody uh, about their uh, their personal. Uh, habits well for a public for a uh for a um a, pu- a public place no private businesses um you know can still force you to wear a mask they don't have to they don't have to they may not have the right to ask you to do that but they can have the right to ask you to wear a mask right and that's that's how they can get around that but you know i seriously doubt that that's what they want to do down here and um to me dave it's a joke it's been a joke since day one because you know, you you work at Dania, you go to their card room, you see the machines and everything. And um, let me tell you something. Um, they, you know, people, they just don't care anymore. They, they're they dying to get out, get the masks away. And being that, you know, certain parts of the state, there's no masks or anything going on. You know, um, the, this is this is what we're going through. Yeah. And I don't know. Six players, four players on a poker table, seven players. Where's where's the social distancing there? Will you know? ever you think we'll ever return to the uh, the old standard of nine at a table? Uh, yeah, it will return. I personally hope it doesn't. Um, for for card rooms in general, I believe it's it's better if it stays at seven and eight. To be honest with you. Um, it just opens up more tables, allows you to generate more income. But I believe that the, uh, you know, that the people will insist on that to have bigger pots and so on and so forth. It may not happen right off the bat, but, you know, my guess is in less than six months to a year after, you know, after everything is taken, all the restrictions are taken away, that uh, rooms are going to be forced to, to do that. Well, I want to get to this discussion on masks a little bit more, but uh, I just want to let people know that later in the program, we're going to take a look at some of the uh, the tournaments that are concluding, and there, <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, two, two, two tournaments concluded in the last two days out at the, uh, the Luxor, the HyperX Arena, uh, the Borgata from over a year ago, and the LA Poker Classic from over a year ago. Both went, uh, I think, like 13 or 14 months from when they were slated uh, 
to conclude, uh, and they finished up in the last two days. There's the third of the three is today, and that is the recently completed Seminole Hard Rock uh, Showdown, which went to a final table about, uh, I'm going to say about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, and right away they scheduled the final table for May the 18th, which will, which is when we're doing the show here. So uh, I want to talk about that in a little bit, but we'll get back to that a little bit later. Uh, the mask mandates are going down at in Vegas. Uh, you know, not that Vegas is to be all or end or all, but I think uh, kind of what they do, people are looking at. Uh, and right now, vaccinated guests at most of the Las Vegas casinos uh, are not required to bear, wear their masks anymore. The Nevada Gaming Council uh, Control Board, I should say, announced last Friday that they were removing the mask mandate, which has been in since uh, last July. Uh, and it was safe uh, since the CDC has said so the two uh, for va totally vaccinated individuals could remove their masks in almost all settings uh, that non-vaccinated people should be wearing their mask. Uh, so most of the, uh, the strip casinos, most of the all the casinos, in fact, out in Vegas are, are dropping that mandate. Uh, here's the problem. And you mentioned it, Joe. Um, the properties will use the honor system and not force its uh, massless guests to prove their vaccination status. Not that the, uh, the gaming control board uh, said they had to uh, check people, but they said it would be a very cumbersome process for them to do so. Uh, nearly impossible, is it, would it not be? Yeah, to check everybody? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's going to be on the honor system, and we all know. We all know how honorable everybody is out there. <laughs> There's a severe <laughs> lack of honor in today's world. There you go, way. you know. So I, I just believe that uh, a lot of people are still going to wear their masks regardless. That's something that's going to stay with us for quite a while, I would, I would imagine. As for employees, uh, the MGM is uh, keeping masks on their employees. Other places uh, have not. So I guess it uh, it's touch and go whether you decide if your own people want. What do your people say to you? Are, you, are they begging you not to have to wear them? Um, just about every single person. Uh, not, not everyone, but almost everyone. I will tell you this. I had my first uh, manager's meeting uh, since the pandemic started yesterday um, where every manager had been vaccinated, so we had the meeting without the mask on. Okay. So, um, you know, we'll follow whatever rules uh, the city or the county or the state, you know, guidelines are, whatever we have to follow. But uh, Dave, you know, uh, just like there's so many people that don't want to be vaccinated for this, for that, the other, you know, people are just tired of this. It, yeah. It still amazes me, but people are tired of this and, you know, now that the CDC came out with that, you know, with that edict and uh, and everything, you know, that's the more common question that I keep getting asked. Uh, you know, we had a we had a real nice promotion this Saturday. The room was you know packed to to its limits, and people kept saying, "When are you gonna you know When are we gonna get rid of the mask? When are we gonna get rid of the mask?" They say we don't have to wear the mask anymore, and so that was that was question number one in the poker room on Saturday. Right. And so they're happy that uh, you are not requiring it now, I guess. 
No, I mean, no, we are requiring that you oh, wear still, the mask. Are still requiring the mask right now? Oh, okay. yes, without a doubt. They're asking us They're asking us when we will remove the mask mandate. Okay. You know, that's what they keep asking us. When, are we, when can we get rid of the mask? When can we get rid of the mask? You know, um, like I said, we were in a private room for the managers, and, you know, we were all, we were all vaccinated. It, we all had our, you know, vaccination, so the, they didn't. CDC says you don't have to be, you know, with a mask on if everybody's vaccinated. And, uh, but, I mean, in the casino itself, Big Dave, you know, yeah. they're going crazy. Well, Employees, were, you know, uh, guests, everybody, you know. So I put it this way. I don't know about in Davies. I know you're up in the booth when you're calling the game or anything. But, you know, you walk around the, the casino floor, and unfortunately, because since the CDC... You know, you still have a lot of people that are constantly right, right. taking their masks down. Now you can drink at the machines, so the masks are off. Everybody's got a beer or soda or some sort of beverage in their hand, and um, you know, I'm here drinking. Right. I, you know, to me, it's 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 a joke that's going on. To be honest with you, right. it's just about time. Either decide you're going to do it or you're not, and let's move on. Okay. Well, let me switch gears a little bit because I have some interesting news on uh, my life. Uh, that I think you'll get a kick out of. Uh, As you know, uh, Dania Highlight closing at the end of this month for Highlight. They have a scheduled uh, three-month hiatus uh, set to return back in September after closing May 30th. So I was kind of wondering what I was going to do and uh, had a conversation with Dave Berman over at our poker room over there at Dania, and he asked me if I was interested in coming in for the summer and working as a brush. Uh, I didn't have to think about it long because I think it would be great, you know, for my my show. I think uh, it would be great for my knowledge about the game of poker, and I did accept. So I'm going to be working several days a week as a brush over there at the uh, casino at Dania Beach Poker Room. Well, good for you, Big Dave. Congratulations. Probably we'll need some advice from you somewhere along the line. We'll have a little conversation off the air. But uh, the fun thing for the show is, you know, things that you've talked about that, you know, not that I have to just take your word for it, but, uh, you know, I haven't been involved in dealing some with some of these things. And now I'll uh, have a little bit of knowledge about it, uh, you know, and how exactly poker room employees feel about some different things. You've uh, always done a great job over the years of kind of, you know, filling our uh, listeners in on uh, the view from uh, behind the scenes. But um, and not that, that poker players really care what uh, employees think, but it's nice for them to hear it once in a while uh, and maybe be a little more considerate uh, of other people's feelings and not just expect everything to go their way. You're talking to, I'm sorry, you mentioned that, that poker players or listeners? And poker players, I'm talking, well, listeners too, but I mean, uh, poker players just seem to, you know, they walk into the room, they get sent to a table, they sit down and expect everything to be perfect. Uh, they never expect anybody to make a bad decision. I know that. And they are hoping that the cards are good. But the truth is, there's a lot of stuff, and you've filled us in over the years, that goes on behind the scenes to prepare your room to get ready for these players when they come in. And it's not always easy. Oh, you're going to find out what, what you know, listen. And, and I only say this for a, a, an extremely small percentage they're always the ones that are out there. What a pain in the ass some of these people are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, and I mean just, and just little things like people. just little things like uh, 
you know, I remember a time when I played at Golfstream where the chips were kind of sticky and they stuck together and, I, and people weren't happy with the chips that they bought. Uh, just getting chips ready and now having to clean them and that sort of thing as well. Uh, those are little things that you have to go through behind the scenes and off hours. And they don't even, you know, not only not appreciate it, but not even realize that's going on. Dave, your 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 eyes and your mind are about to be open to a world yeah. that, that sure. you can't imagine, Big Dave. To be honest with you, because players are just, and it sucks because ninety eight percent of them are just absolutely wonderful people who go there to have a good time, and then you got two percent that you know are the chronic complainers that stir the pot. Right. Try to get the other people riled up, and this is from the moment they walk into the room, Dave. You will see this with your own eyes. Uh, you're going to be the frontline soldier, so to speak, in that because you're going to be the brush. So you should be, you know, you should be addressing most of these people, and um, you will find out as you deal with them on a daily basis. No matter what you do, you just can't satisfy them. Right? Um, they've become extremely spoiled down here in South Florida. Uh, you know, due to the fact that the kind of money that we dish out, um, I, I, our room's particular thing is people getting up and just moving to a table because they want to, you know, and they see an open seat. You just won't see that at any, you know, in most other poker rooms, um, you know, we constantly have to tell them, Hey, you know, who sent you here? Then get up. You need to go back over there. Um, then they're, they're, the ones that are constantly complaining are going to complain about the high hand, that it's not high enough, that uh, you know this, that, or the other is, is going wrong with it. So um, you know we're grateful for these players to be there, but poker players just you know complain in general. So do you think it's just be an, it for an eye opener for sure? Do you think it's just a natural thing about behavior in today's society, or do you think the game of poker kind of? Uh, Makes people act a little different. I, you know, listen. I've been involved in poker for thirty years, and I can only attest to poker players as far as my experience is concerned. But um, it seems to be that the it's the same. It's the same concept. Before the high hands, they complain about decisions being made about, like you mentioned, the chips, whether the chairs are comfortable. You know the. It, it, it's like, you know, they're, they're constantly picking at the scab. They're picking at, you know, trying to just, you know, find what, instead of enjoying, and, and like you said, seeing what the, um, what the management and the casino itself and the room itself is trying to do to improve itself, you'll hear with one word, oh, my God, you know, the food at this place is fantastic. You know, the lighting is great. You know, and they're, and they're praising everything, and right before they can finish their their statement or their comment, which, whether it's uh, you know verb, verbalized or written, uh, but you know the chairs could be a little bit better. You know, it could be a little bit more comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, there's always a lid, there's always something, and and then the next day, you know, a week later, you know, no, today, you know, the salad that came with my meal, the the lettuce was a little warped today, and once again, it's. I don't know if I've just, you know, become immune to it because I've been involved in it for so many years. Um, I'll give you an example right now, Dave. I got a player, love this guy to death because 
comes in every day. Very grateful that he comes in. He's an action player, so action player doesn't complain about the usual stuff. So you know, you figure, oh, this guy's great. But this guy loves to play Omaha uh, Limit. They call it, we're going to play a mixed game, one round of Hold'em, one round of Omaha. So he starts with the hawking of the game, and I'm always telling him, and I'm not, I don't want to mention his name here now, but I'm always telling him, dude, let us do our job. No, 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 oh, there's a seat there, blah, blah, blah. And an hour before the promotion is up, because, you know, usually we have our bigger promotions, either early morning or early afternoon, he wants to form the game. And we do have a list of the players. And, and I'm grateful because that game is action game and, you know, we're getting full rake on that game. And, you know, very grateful. But there's been occasions where he's been so aggressive at it that it'll kill two or three tables to form that one. So I've told him, you know, listen, let us do our job. And I've had to stop him. And this is a daily occurrence, Dave. So Saturday we had a new promotion that extended the promotion by an hour, but we added a lot of money to it. So he was, you know, constantly asking for, no, Joe, I'm losing money. I want to go to Omaha. So I finally said to him, okay, we've got 63 minutes left in the promotion. I'll change the tables. I'll get the Omaha going. But you're only going to play Omaha because the promotion is only for Hold'em. And all of a sudden he stopped. No, 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 that's okay then. (laughs) <laughs> because oh my God. his intention was to have the Omaha table set up so that when the promotion ended, they could go straight straight to, to Omaha. So I said, okay, you want the Omaha, but guess what? When I formed that table, that table isn't going to qualify for this promotion. All of a sudden, it ended. And, you know, these are, these are the little things, like I said, that I've had to tell them, listen, you're costing me a table. And I said, let me hand, do my job. Let my people do their job, you know, the way they're trained. And it doesn't matter how many, if I haven't said that to him a thousand times or close to it, uh, you know, he still does the exact same thing. So that's just one example of it. Like I said, the changing of, I want to go to that table and they'll see a seat open and I'm like, hold on a second until I get somebody over here. You can't move over there. And it's like dealing with children, Dave. It's like dealing with children. And guess what? You're gonna get you're gonna get to enjoy that, and you're, <laughs> you're gonna get a chance to enjoy that now as a brush. So. so I guess if you had any advice for me, I guess the whole thing is to just develop a little bit of thicker skin and not uh, let any of the comments get oh, to you. Oh, that's a great that's that's absolutely great for a brush. You easier know, easier said than done, though. It certainly is because you're gonna. And here's the thing: I guarantee you're gonna tell me, "Oh my God, you know." You know, nine out of ten people are just absolutely wonderful, or nineteen out of twenty, for that matter, are just absolutely wonderful. It's that it's that one jerk that just you know ruins it for everybody, as they like to say. And um, you got to figure out your way of dealing with with that person, you know. And uh, again, some people get to a point that they don't want to deal with it and decide to get just as nasty with them. Um, my my advice to my brushes and, and, you know, the the words of wisdom, so to speak, that I give them, Dave, is, is let let the bosses, let the supervisors, let myself deal with these people if they're being, you know, rude, um, what, whatever it is. You know, if, they, if, if, they're, if they're getting to a point where they're really getting under your skin, saying something nasty, which is 
what you're going to be, you know, hopefully for your sake and Dania, you don't have to really deal with this, but I know there was a bunch of jerks up there when I worked there years ago. I don't know if they're still there or not. And it's true of every room. It's actually true of every room, Dave. They, um, you know, they're, they're just there, plain and simple. My, uh, I've, I've dealt with them ever since the quarter 50 cent days. Right. Uh, just some people are miserable. But I don't know. I'm sorry to hear, but whatever's wrong in their lives, it's just their makeup. They are just completely. I got another guy who comes in there that's always pissed off. And I, you know, the other day I'd had had enough with him, and I told him, I said, "Listen, I go, is your life that bad that you got to come in here every day and create a problem instead of asking nicely?" And he was a little bit taken aback by. I, my my bluntness with him and in Spanish he goes well what I said I said every day within ten minutes of you sitting down you're complaining and arguing and you have a very loud voice I go about the littlest freaking things I go is your life that miserable and everybody at the table you know I I may have crossed a little bit of a line there <laughs> but right. but he had. He had been just, you know, it's just been too much. I said, you know, buddy, I go, you come in here to have a good time. Just relax. And, and you know, he didn't say much after that. And, and he, then he actually came up to me and said, why'd you tell me that? I go, buddy, talk to any of, the, any of the people at the table. You come in here and within 10 minutes, you're complaining about the dealer, the table, the chips. Uh, why hasn't this been done? Why hasn't that been done? You know. And you're doing it in a very loud manner where it sounds like you're almost getting into a fight. And I can't have that in my room. I don't want that perception in my room that, you know, that somebody's going to have a fight right there. I've worked very hard over the last few months to get rid of the troublemakers. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's helped our room. You know, the, the revenue in poker has gone up. People are so much happier in the room now. So, like I said, Dave... You won't have to deal with somebody like that uh, once they're at the table, but you're going to hear a lot of that as they come in. And um, trust me, they're going to tell you, hey, I'll, okay, I'll sit down in the 2-4, but as soon as the 1-2 is open, and then they'll start yelling at you going, hey, I told that brush, you know, I told Dave that I wanted to move over there, and they see everything as, as it happens in real time. Right, and right. So, Hey, Dave. Okay. Yeah. Joe Costello back here in the uh, control room. I, I, I just want to jump in. You know, forgive me for my ignorance, but I don't know what the job of the brush is. Like, what does that guy do? Yeah, and, and I number think we two, should explain that. And number two, wow, Joe, ray of sunlight today, bud. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he asked me. I know. Uh, Joe, you, you, he like, asked me, brother. you should lie to this guy. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes this is my venue to maybe vent a little bit. Know. You know, uh, wow. Listen. It's great. Like I said, 95, 98% of the people are just absolutely wonderful, and, and I, I enjoy my time with them. But, you know, if, if you reach out to anybody who's been a pain in the ass, and maybe they'll change because they don't see themselves as being a pain in the ass well, in the room, that's, that's what we deal with. I think well, let me, let me have Joe explain a little bit, but let me just first say, and Joe will probably agree with me, uh, my experience uh, with poker brushes over the years was young, hot, pretty women. Oh, okay. <laughs> and not some 62-year-old fat guy, uh, you know, <laughs> working in his first poker room. But, you know, we'll see how it works out. Um, I'm excited to right. see you go through this. Now that Joe yeah. has painted this well, picture, I, I want to see what happens. Like, I'm going to be logged on to Poker Action Line for the next six months. 
to see how this goes. This is great. Well, it'll definitely give us some fun things to talk about, no question. But uh, Joe, you take it out, take it away. Uh, basically, well, the person who sits people down. The table, word right? brush. Then the reason there you call the brush is because in the old days, and you're very correct, Dave. It was usually a very attractive young lady to uh, lure men into play. So as they're luring them in, what are they doing? They're brushing them into the room. You know, thus the word brush, you know, and um, they, their job mainly is in some places, um, get the people's name, find out, um, you know, what type of game they want to play in. If the game is, is full or hasn't formed yet, or, you know, whatever the scenario is that they can't sit down right away, um, finding out where they're going to be and uh, making sure that, that, you know, that, when their seat is open, that they get called in time and you know where they are. Um, be honest with you, Dave, in the, uh, back in 2013, my brushes used to make a very pretty penny um, as a brush uh, when the room was full um, because they'd have customers that would give them their phone number and say, hey, you know, how about giving me a call when so-and-so or so-and-so is here? Um, action players that other poker players seemed to think they were fishes and, you know, marks um, had deep pockets. So um, brushes would call and say, hey, so-and-so just called me. Um, says they're going to be here within an hour. All of a sudden these people are like, well, thank you very much. He goes, put me on the, you know, put me on the list. And uh, they come in, they're in, they get into that game and if they have a very successful night at that game, they usually are very generous with the brushes they leave. And uh, uh, do uh, do the dealers tip the brushes? Well, yeah, in my room, yes, because in my particular room, the brushes also do fills. My room chip, is small like, enough, like a chip, chip runner, right? Right, exactly. So they're doing dual dual jobs, which is Other probably times, I'm sure what I will do. Right. I don't know how Dave runs his room over there in Dania. You know, the our brushes pay the high hands, so they always have a chance of picking up a few dollars there. Oh wow! Okay. You know, so um, again, it all depends on how each room handles it. Um, but in the old days, my brushes, we were so busy that my brushes had no time to chip run or pay high hands for the most part. Okay. You know, that was handled by a supervisor. But all the dealers um, made really good money and would, um, you know, as they were leaving at the end of the night, they might take their last 5 or $6 in tips and go by the brush desk because they're punching out and hand it to the brush. Okay. So um, in my business, um, we take 12% of dealers' tips, uh, 10%, you know, the 10%. Of that goes towards supervisors, and the remaining two percent is uh, for the brush. Well, you you mentioned a, a key phrase, punching out. I hope that's not too much of a part of my job. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's it. Well, that, that, let's, let's face it. To go, to go but. Uh, Let's face know, it, that I've was seen... that was the good thing about having the pretty women was, uh, you know, except for the occasional misogynistic fool, uh, they were probably treated very well by the customers. Yeah, they usually were. Uh, but I've had customers, you know, 
literally slapped him on the ass. Oh, yeah. Uh, which well, that won't happen. That won't happen. That better not happen. Out. They got thrown out. So be careful there, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's, you know, the, you know how this is, Dave. Um, I don't know how many females they have playing over there, but, you know, rooms that have a lot of very beautiful dealers and beautiful cocktail waitresses and so on and so forth, you know, some of these guys just can't seem to control themselves. Yeah, for Don't sure. know how to act like, like, you know, like real men. And uh, comments that I've heard over, over my lifetime are very, <laughs> very, very nasty, and I've had to deal with them in a very, very bad, bad way, to say, well, the, to say the least. Let's let's put it this way. Uh, after June the first, when I start over there, there'll be some good stories. So make sure you uh, pick always uh, download the latest episode of Poker Action Line yeah. to see some good discussions. There you go. We'll, uh, we'll do a we'll do fifteen minute segment. As the brush turns, <laughs> <that day. laughs> exactly. Uh, we need go. to take a break here on the program, uh, but uh, hopefully you have a little better understanding. And then you know later down the road you'll even have more understanding as we talk about it every uh, every every show once in a while for at least for a few minutes. Anyway, uh, lots of results uh, from Las Vegas uh, this week from the finishing of three different major. WPT final tables, and I'll get to that when we come back. Uh, also, I want to get into uh, you know a couple other discussions of things, including uh, what's going to happen uh, tonight when the, um, the the showdown from the Seminole Hard Rock uh, concludes with its final table tonight. So we'll let you know a little bit about who's playing in that and what's going to happen there. Uh, a couple other things I want to deal with, but uh, we'll take the break on the show. You're listening to Poker Action Line. We hope you stick around and hear all of the show today. And pick us up every week. It's usually uh, midweek that we post a show, usually uh, Tuesday nights, sometimes Wednesdays. But uh, you can always pick us up on Spotify or SoundCloud, uh, a lot of different places, Apple Podcasts, uh, several different places where you normally get your podcasts. We're right there, including iTunes. But uh, we're going to take a break here on the program. And when we come back, we'll talk some more poker here on Poker Action Line. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. 
We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. And their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to mooch off your friends. You gonna finish that grape? You mean the one in my mouth? You don't need to stop buying the necessities. What you're smelling is a natural musk. Ew. You don't need to be a medical test subject. How do you feel? Mostly okay. I... <laughs> Sometimes, though. <laughs> You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman. We need a new stuntman. Let's break for lunch. You just need an internet connection. Don't get left behind. Start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on feedthepig.org. That way, you don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. All right, deal. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the show. Big Dave and Joe talking a little poker, giving a few a couple of results here and some interesting things happening out in Vegas this week. On Monday was the final table of the Borgata Winter Poker Open uh, that was set back on not January 30th, not January 30th of this year, January 30th of last year, which was immediately before uh, COVID really hit heavy and uh, things got postponed, but 471 days between the time they finished and we're going to plan for a final table. They finally got it finished on Monday. Uh, the winner from Canada was Virab Zakarian. Uh, the biggest payday of his career, 674000 His biggest payday of his career had been a Mid-States Poker Tour event at uh, Seneca Niagara Casino. Uh, for 63000 So uh, he he made it 10 times over what his biggest payday had been. Uh, he defeated James Anderson, head-to-head play. Anderson ended up finishing second, 449000 Brian Altman, who uh, recently, uh, he's won a couple of tournaments down here at the Hard, Lock, Hard Rock and uh, was re- recently uh, named the WPT Player of the Year for last year. Uh, he finished in third, and I just want to look at a couple quick hands that were interesting to me. Um, you had uh, Altman was uh, finished in third place, and uh, they they were getting down uh, pretty low. Uh, Altman had uh, uh, was his chips were going down. He when they started three handed action, he had gone down from that level, and uh, he, Altman min raised. To 400,000 from the button with ace three of clubs. Zakarian actually called with four of hearts and two of clubs. He, of course, was the big chip leader, but he did call. The flop was a nice flop for Zakarian, as you might guess. Uh, Queen of diamonds, five of hearts, three of hearts. So all of a sudden, he's sitting there with an up and down uh, straight draw, and the ace came on the turn. So uh, that was a good thing in a couple of ways. Not only did it give him the straight, but it also gave uh, Altman aces up, uh, yep. and uh, so Zakarian check called the bet by Altman uh, of a million dollars, and the river was uh, pretty meaningless. The nine of diamonds. Uh, Zakarian, I guess, played this pretty sneakily because he checked again, 
Altman bet $2.8 million, leaving himself with just uh, about $1.2 million behind. And Zakarian snap call, snapped all in, and uh, Altman took a lot of time, but uh, eventually decided to make the call and was eliminated with the wheel for Zakarian. Yeah, well, that that's actually very small. I mean, once he put in that 2.8 and all the money in, he... he He's got to call him. I mean, he, I'm sure he's thinking to himself, where did I make a mistake? But at that point, you got to hope that the chip leader isn't just trying to bully you. And uh, and he and he, you know, he made the call. The other guy is, played the, is, the hand. Is that game. the right way to play? To just go ahead and call? Uh, sure, uh, because a, you, you're sitting with the, the flop. No, you're before the flop. With, oh, before the flop. With four two. Again, boss. I don't know what their chip standings were. Yeah, that's you true. Know, I, I mean, you know. Uh, Four hundred thousand. If the blinds were, you know, whatever, I have no idea what the blinds were at that point. But four hundred thousand may not be a whole lot. Yeah. And three-handed, you saw the type of flop that he caught and was able to trap his opponent and get all his chips in. Right. Um, you know, Jen. Um, the rules of of the game changes to you know your how many chips you have, what the blind structure is. Um, you know, and how many players are left in the game. So, um, that, 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 without knowing that, I, that's the only way I can answer that question. Okay. Well, he was not the chip leader before that hand, but it did make him the chip leader. So they went into heads-up play against uh, James Anderson with uh, $28 million to $23 million. So a lot of black, big blinds, 115 big blinds over that for both. And it took 80 hands to come down to a winner. And in the end, Zakarian... Uh, had pocket sixes going up against the King five offsuit of uh, Anderson ended up getting the, uh, the six on the river and uh, actually didn't even need it, I guess, but uh, no, he didn't. <laughs> so, he, so he ends up winning the tournament. Uh, I thought the interesting thing was that Anderson at one point when they were playing head to head was left with just one single 100,000 tournament chip, uh, you know, from the 28 and 23 million that they started with. Correct. He was all the way down to a single chip of one hundred thousand. So uh, the old less chip than, in a chair. Yeah, it was less than a small blind. But he won the next four hands in a row to get up to two point six million. So he yeah. was just just now going think about it. Everything. He won four in a row to get to two point six million. Yeah. And you know, if they started with twenty eight and and twenty three, that means there was fifty one million, give or take, uh, right. value right. on the table. You right. Know? So right. he was still only holding, you know, the other guy still had a a 20 to 1 lead on him after he won four in a row. Yeah. So that's how difficult it is to, to do that. So 20 to 1, what was the so chip advantage was going into uh, that hand that with that last hand, or not the last hand, but the hand where he just had a $100,000 chip. It was like, like whatever, like 500 to 1 chip advantage. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, that was it. Two hundred, two hundred and something to one uh, chip lead. So, so um, the the fifth all in in a row by Anderson was when he finally got eliminated from the event. But he was going in all in with every hand, with every anything, and he had Jack four offsuit. Zakarian had ten five offsuit. So he actually uh, Anderson had the best hand, but uh, eventually Zakarian and during that hand uh, turned an eight high straight. So. Uh, another great flop and a great uh, turn for him, and he takes home the win. Yep. 
like that said, at that point you've got to hit eight or nine hands in a row, you know, to to. Well, he had four. If he had hit the fifth hand, he'd have four million. Six hand, eight million. Sixteen million after his seventh hand. So that's that's how many in a row you have to have, and you're still behind in chips. <laughs> Right, for sure. Uh, the other tournament that finished yesterday on Tuesday was the L.A. Poker Classic. Uh, that had uh, 490 entries and a huge prize pool of uh, $4.7 million. Uh, he is, the winner was uh, uh, Balakrishna Patur, who is from Parsippany, New Jersey. And he got the win in this tournament, uh, eventually defeating uh, Matis Symbolis, and James Carroll down the stretch. Uh, also, Upeshka da Silva finished in the final table. But uh, the win is uh, was for uh, over a million dollars, uh, $1.015 million for Patur. Symbola, Sim- 600 grand. James Carroll, who uh, won the Seminole Hard Rock Showdown uh, the year before last uh, for 431000 finished in third. So uh, interesting hands there, but I'll get to some of those on a later date. Uh, today is the Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open finish up there, which we have been waiting for for a while. Uh, not any kind of year and a half kind of thing. It's been about three weeks or four weeks or so, and they head to the final table. And uh, I definitely have a rooting interest in this one. Uh, Ken Aldridge, who they know as Teach, wears yellow all the time. He's from uh, North Carolina, finished second to uh, Will the Thrill Fayella uh, 10 years ago at the L.A. Poker Classic, uh, is in the mid-range of uh, chip counts going into this one, and uh, I'm pulling for him. He's gonna, he's, I saw an interview today uh, with Matt Savage, and they talked a little bit about Mike Sexton, and Teach had uh, become... Uh, pretty good friends with uh, Sexton over the years and just to get his name on the trophy bearing Mike's name uh, is really uh, is going to make his lifetime to be honest with you but he is going he's going in with 10.6 million Uh, the chip leader uh, is uh, Sonny Franco with 31.9 million so it's going to be a tough uphill battle but there are a couple of short steps around four or five million and uh, I'm going to try to watch that tonight. I uh, did a little research to see where it was going to be. And it's on a new service called uh, thetheta.tv. And it's a streaming service, a pretty new one you can sign up for with a company called Discord. And that will be airing uh, tonight beginning at uh, 7.30 Eastern Time, 4.30 uh, Pacific time out in Vegas. So uh, five o'clock out there is the start time of the actual game, but they will finish up there and uh, 1.297 million for first place and just over a million for second. So, uh, you know, he talked a little bit about how the money was important to him, but it was much more important, uh, you know, to win a WPT event or to finish deep and get his name on the trophy. So uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing some of that. And that is the uh, culmination of the tournament down here during the month of April. Well, well, that's going to be two, two, two uh, places over a million dollars. That's yeah. pretty nice. Yeah, pretty That's solid. the one that you mentioned earlier a couple of weeks ago that yeah. sent a record for entries, correct? Yeah, 2,482 uh, at the Hard Rock as, uh, you know, they, they continue to uh, blow the previous numbers out of the water. And uh, I'm sure a lot of the staff uh, from the Hard Rock went out to uh, watch the final table at the uh, 
at the Luxor tonight. So I'm going to be checking that out as well. Should be a lot of fun. Yeah, that should be fun. And do you know where where you get that streaming service? Uh, you said, Dave. Yeah, you you got to search it, and uh, you know the Seminole Hard Rock Showdown. Uh, it's called Theta. Uh, T-H-E-T-A, the Theta TV, and uh, it's on the Theta network. And I guess uh, if you go, you can download their uh, their app or you can just go to the site. Uh, I did take a look and see if I had it set up here. Uh, Discord.com and then search for Theta network on there. All right, very good. Very good. So... When's the next big tournament coming to the Hard Rock Big Well, Days? they do have that set. Uh, before the, the one down here, they actually have a huge tournament in Tampa, a WPT tournament uh, at the Seminole Hard Rock in Tampa that starts June the 9th. Uh, the uh, bunch of uh, you know major events, obviously, and the main event is going to be a $1,700 buy-in. And uh, that will start, let's see, the start of that one is Friday. Actually, I'm sorry, $3,500 buy-in. There's a 1700 but that's earlier in the event. Uh, the WPT Tampa tournament, $3,500 buy-in with a $2 million guarantee over at the Hard Rock in Tampa. Starts on Friday, June the 18th. Uh, with another opening day the next day, Saturday, June the 19th. And then uh, they'll finish up with a final table on June the 22nd. So that's the big one for them coming up. Uh, the Seminole Hard Rock uh, Poker Open will be this fall. And uh, we certainly look forward to that. Uh, that's uh, later in October. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that one. But uh, pretty much the attention turning to the Tampa venue, which has really kind of uh, made its name for, for what's going on. The dates on the uh, seminar is actually July 22nd through August 10th. Wow. That's, that's a long, what's that, like about 17, 18 day event, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty long one. And uh, uh, again, they have the, uh, the huge uh, $5 million, or I'm sorry, $5,000 buy-in. And uh, $3 million is the guarantee on that one. Them, good for them. Well, it just—it seems like it, 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 like the regular poker world wants to come back. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know, it just takes one tournament for people to realize, wow, you know, I missed that last one down there in Florida. Uh, you know, I definitely will not miss the next one. And uh, you know, I think three million is kind of a small guarantee, actually. You know, it was ten million the first year, and last couple. Years after that was five, but uh, I think they're going to make five again. I got to think uh, that, uh, you know, it's, it's going to take off. Well, and like you mentioned at the beginning of the show, you know, with Vegas and coming back, hopefully, you know, 100% without the mask and everything else, seeing what's gone on down here with the, the amount of entries that have come in. Um, curious to see, um, you know, how the tournament world in Vegas is going to, you know, come back, how strong they're going to come back and how quickly they're going to come back. The WSOP this year, you said, is is in, uh, was it September? September 30th, I think, yeah. There you so go. It's, it's mainly in October and the first half of November, basically. There you go. So, you know, I'm sure that was to give themselves some times to 
get personnel in order, Dave, because, you know, a lot of things that people don't understand, um, it's real easy for us to say, oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> get that thing ready to rock and roll, you know, in a month. You've you got you to gotta remember you've got to get dealers. You've got to get other employees and, and other, you know, and other positions that, you know, all go hand in hand and trying to, you know, run this effectively, efficiently, you know, uh, to, to give the best experience to the players. And, uh, you know, this all goes from, you know, go walking through the door to parking, to eating, to being seated, um, trying to have, you know, the best quality dealers that you can. And, uh, as I'm finding out, and so are a lot of other poker rooms down here, um, when dealers aren't readily available, it becomes ex- extremely hard to run your room as efficiently as you'd like. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but we, you know, you do what you can, basically. Uh, we can get yeah, away you with do, that. But, but, but if you get a, I mean, can you imagine if they get a monster turnout? You know, as I'm sure they will, and they decided they wanted to do this, let's say at the beginning of July instead of, uh, you know, the start of October, and you couldn't get the people in there in time, you know, not to say it becomes completely counterproductive, but, you know, the experience is horrendous. Yeah. And then once again, that's all people will be talking about for the longest time. Yeah, you certainly so, don't want to take it in the shorts, I know that. Yeah, it's and it's not so much that you're going to take it because of the guarantees, it's just after such a long time now, you know, because... It'll be a year and a half in between, you know, yeah. the live events for the WSOP uh, main event. You want it to go off, you know, with as little problems as possible. I guess. So, I, I, mean, I guess the whole point is, who needs them? <laughs> well, believe it or not, I think we all need them. We all need this to come back to. No, I mean you know, the guarantees. I'm talking about. No, I don't think you're going to need the guarantees. To be yeah. honest with you. Uh, I think players are going to play anticipating that, you know, the prize pool is going to be at least what, what they would have guaranteed. And in a lot of these places, I don't know if, if the manager is going to put up a number that is so lofty that you're going to be afraid of not hitting it. And if, you know, if, if they they killed the, the guarantee, didn't they, in the day one? At uh, at this one here, that that the Hard Rock, I believe you mentioned something like that. Right. That they crushed it on day one, and they yeah, still have the another first day. Yeah, was, was dealt. Before the cards were even in the air, that's what you mentioned. That's correct. Yeah. And and you know, so with that being said, people really didn't care. To be honest with you, in my opinion, people were going to be there. So. Well, there still is a big guarantee, uh, whether it's uh, as big as I think it should be, who knows. But uh, certainly uh, the $3 million guarantee will bring a lot of people in. Uh, so simply the, the, the venue will bring people in. $5,250 buy-in starts on August the 6th and 7th, and they finish up with their uh, final table on Tuesday, August the 10th. Uh, people are probably wondering why we haven't discussed the uh, Seminole Compact and uh, what's happening with that. And basically because we don't quite know yet what's going to happen. Nobody does. <laughs> and I uh, have some differing views, but I was thinking about it uh, this afternoon, and I think people out there right now have three major questions. Uh, the first is, 
Will we have sports betting in Florida this season? And I think the answer to that is possibly, probably yes. Uh, the second question, and, 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 and 1B question, 1B would be, will we be able to bet on the Hurricanes against the Alabama Crimson Tide on September the 4th or the Dolphins against the New England Patriots? Two huge games uh, that's kick off the season in college and NFL. And the answer to that one is no, because they have moved back the date. Uh, the agreement was made in committee that they would not start sports betting until October 15th. So we're talking about midseason for the NFL. We'll see what happens, but I think there's a wait, good. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. What was that? You I broke they up moved, a little bit on me they, here, Big they Dave. Moved what back was that? The, date, they moved, the Seminoles agreed that they would not launch sports betting if they if everything goes through until after October the 15th. So they need need some time to set up the the uh, restrictions, uh, the rules, the regulation, and uh, the earliest we would be able to make bets at the Hard Rock would be. Uh, mid-October. So that's now, the, is that what you're hearing they said, or is that actually, in the compact? They actually said that. They actually made an agreement yesterday on the in the committee. The other thing, uh, this question number two, or question number, the second big question is, when will we have online poker in Florida for money? And the answer to that is not for a long, long, long time. Basically because there was a clause in this compact agreement that said that the state and the Indians would open up negotiations, that the state would be forced to make negotiations for online gambling within three years of the signature. They took that out completely. There is such an opposition right now in the legislature of people worried about turning cell phones into your personal uh, your personal slot machine that they are fighting that tooth and nail. So that is the one question that I think uh, is going to be a big, big problem. Well, let me tell you, the Seminoles know that in places like New Jersey and, and Nevada, where they, where they do this online casino work is, is, you know, revenue is, is, is fantastic. Um, well, they do want to do it, but the, the state does not. And there is a huge backlash out there. Uh, the No Casinos group definitely, and you know we talked about it before the show, but uh, as far as getting the sports betting uh, underway, the question is whether, um, and I think this would be very difficult for them to get approval to bet off the tribal lands. Uh, and what people are fighting is basically, uh, where is the bet made? And that, that was my question number two was, will we be able to bet on football games wherever we are? whether it's at the beach or in the mall or in your car, will you be able to dial up and make a bet? And the question is probably not because they are really fighting this. Um, the Seminoles are arguing that if the, if the servers are on tribal lands, then that's where the bet is being made. But I think, uh, you know, people that really like gambling and want gambling are going to agree with that. But the majority of legislators and people who don't want gambling say that's ridiculous. The bet is being made wherever you are on your phone or your computer or your laptop. So uh, I do not think we're going to be able to to get a mobile betting here in South Florida, at least not in the beginning. We'll have to see how it goes. But uh, I think you will probably have to travel to your nearest uh Seminole Hard Rock or, uh, you know, whether it's uh, in Brighton or in Tampa or in uh, uh, one of the other places, Coconut Creek or, or, or Hollywood, to, to actually make your football bets, I think, when it does come around. 
well, you know, they're just going through all this craziness. Right now, people would be happy to go anywhere to make those bets, but um, somehow something tells me I have a feeling they will work it out. Um, Too much money involved? Places, some places like, you know, like Miami High Lie and, and uh, our Casino Miami, excuse me, and, uh, you know, all the other paramutuals in the state will be allowed to uh, to take, you know, to take betting action. That's what the governor wants. Yeah, that's what the governor and, wants. And, that's and, what a lot know, of us want, too, as well. But uh, unfortunately, there is a lot of opposition and there's going to have to be some. Uh, well, some we're going to we're going to we're going to see what kind of governor we have here, you know, and uh, Ron DeSantis says, uh, you know, uh, run this, this state, you know, and he's got a lot of backers that love what he's doing over here. And uh, I don't know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to have my fingers crossed and and I'm going to believe that we will have sports gambling where you will be able to do it. From your phone somehow. Don't, well, we, sh- don't we, sh- we don't should know by Wednesday out. night. We should know by Wednesday night about sports betting and also about whether there's going to be decoupling for the paramutuals. We'll see. Uh, we should know by Wednesday night of this week, and uh, we'll see what happens. Where do they stand right now? They came out of committee in the in the uh, I believe it was the Senate on Monday, and the House uh, coming out of committee today. Senate floor was uh, taking a vote later today, and I don't have the latest results on that, but I'm pretty sure that the uh, the compact is going to be ratified this week, and it'd just be a matter of how they deal with the opposition and the lawsuits uh, in the next couple of months. They, they uh, like I said, they knew these lawsuits were going to be coming, so um, I don't see people, a lot of people taking the governor on. Yeah. And, um, you know, I have a feeling that you'll be able to do that. I mean, once they have it on the land, what difference does it make? You know, you set up an account like they do in Nevada and in New Jersey, and uh, as long as the GPS shows that you're you're within the state boundaries, that's all you need. Well, I don't want to condone uh, illegal activity, but uh, let's face it: uh, people are betting now. They're have, they're uh, calling their corner bookie. Uh, placing bets, and they still will probably do that if it's not ratified in Florida. Uh, there are places where legal sports betting, in fact, 20 states now are, are taking legal sports bets, so it's just a matter of time before you're going to be able to do it anywhere, I, I would say. It, to me, it's just stupidity here in the state, but yeah. uh, we do have a lot of stupid people in the state who constantly you know, fight what I, what I believe to be common sense things well, that I invite people well. to tune in. Tune into our next show. We'll have more details when all the all the uh, everything shakes out here. Thanks for being with us, everybody. I do appreciate it, Joe. Thank you as usual for all your uh, stuff. Um, Joe Costello, thank you as well, uh, including uh, the very in- intelligent question for our uh, listening audience on what is a brush. You know, and we needed we needed that uh, for sure. And I'm a good brush keeps the room flowing very very effectively, Dave. Well. I'll I'll do my best, and I'll have some stories to bring to the show, that's for sure. That's going to do it for us. We'll see you next week, everybody. You guys uh, take care, uh, and uh, everybody be safe. We'll talk to you next week on another edition of Poker Action Line. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies. 